0: You are now tuned into... going on y'all it's your boy val sideshow conversations you already know today special episode finally got a sit down interview with my boy longtime friend here in arizona he's a political activist we're gonna talk about politics life and basically what it is to be a gay man in this world so yeah i hope you guys enjoy it it's gonna be fun it's gonna be interesting a little racy but that's the way we do it over here at sideshow conversations so enjoy This is an exclusive exclusive what's going on everybody it's your boy Val from Sideshow Conversations and today I have a special guest I've been trying to get him for an interview for quite some time now special. he is special very special <laughs> <laughs> he is a music connoisseur he is a writer he is a political activist go ahead boy introduce yourself man.
1: Hey guys, my name is Jacob Alexander. Alexander's not really my middle name, but that's what I call myself because it sounded pretty pornish, so I was like, (laughs) I kind of rolled with it. Um, You know, usually as a Mexican, you have like five names that you get called when you're in trouble, and I only had two. Like, what the hell do you do with two names? (laughs) Okay, I got you. So I gave me Jacob Alexander, and I was like, dude, that is the best porn name ever, and just stick with it.
0: We're going to keep it like that. Jacob Alexander. Alexander the Great over here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's special to me because I know we've been talking about a lot of things lately. I know I've been wanting to get your thoughts on the political climate, we'll get to that in a second. Um when people hear the word activist people always say yeah you know i want to be an activist i want to go out there and do things but they really don't know what it is can you explain to someone out there who will want to get into anything being an activist what truly it means to be an an activist whether it's political or anything in general
1: so yeah when you know most of the time when you hear the word activist um you're automatically just going to picture, you know, somebody constantly just standing out there with a sign yelling, you know, their brains out. And it, it, it's, it's not usually like that. Uh, to be an activist um, really means to get involved and to be involved and to be aware. Uh, that's what being an activist is. As, as an activist, you know, you're, you're not just standing up for yourself, but making sure that everyone else around is aware. And standing up too, because that's 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 the whole point of being an activist is, is you're you're trying to motivate. It's I guess you want to say like a motivator. Okay. You know? You're motivating people to um, not so much believe in what you believe. Um, you're just you're just trying to make sure that they're that they're aware. Um, and being an activist means not just standing out there protesting. I mean, it, it means getting involved with different organizations, um, different projects. Um, whether it be writing, film, uh, music, even, yes. you know, cause you're, you know, sometimes being an activist means being an artist and, and your art will speak for itself. Your art can be your, you know, your activist work. Is there a certain sacrifice being an activist, whether it's in your jobscape,
0: whether it's personally, whether it's in relationships, is there something there that could stop anybody while being an activist?
1: Um, the sacrifice, and I wouldn't really say it's a sacrifice, but it kind of is, is mainly just your time. Okay. The time that you have for yourself and the time towards others because um, when you have to be an activist and to truly be an activist, you have to be involved. You have to be committed if to, to be one of those leaders. And, and to me, activist is, is, is the first step mm-hmm. um, to being a leader because mm-hmm. you, know? you, know, you have those people... On those icons really, that have spent their lives being an activist and, and, and until they reach that level where they're quoted. you see them on murals, you see them on stamps, you know um, And so the ultimate sacrifice would be time. But then, you know, I guess you could see the other sacrifices when you when you become an activist, you know, who supports you and who doesn't. Exactly. You know? You're, and, you're and, automatically pegged at something. Yes. You're labeled. It, exactly. And um, I actually learned that from you. Um, labels is something that you want to get away from. Uh, and unfortunately, that's just how how our societies built themselves around. Is you're either liberal or you're conservative. And you're just that. You're far left or you're far li- right. You're n- not
0: just... Uh, your average Joe activist. Number one, you're Mexican, and number two, you're gay. How do you feel? Do you find that it's harder being number one, a Mexican activist in this world, or to that matter, a gay Mexican activist in this world? Is it harder? Is it easier? Do you find it more challenging, or is it just scarier?
1: Um, no, it is scary. It, it really is scary. And it is hard um, because uh, especially where I come from in, in San Antonio, you know, you're it's very Hispanic dominated, you mm-hmm. know, and part very machismo. of very machismo. And that's, you know, that masculinity. And, and you never realize, like, how frail masculinity is until you're Mexican or you're black, like, yeah. really. And that's the solid truth, um, because that's so frowned upon specifically because you're a man. And that's it. And that's what's held against you, not because it's, you know, it's it's because you're gay. It's like because no, you're a man. You're a man, and why are you doing this to yourself? That's that's what it seems like. So, that's hard, you know. Um, being being Hispanic, it's 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 still hard because you're still technically, well, not technically, but you're still looked at as a minority, no matter mm-hmm. what, you know, no matter what numbers are punched in there and show. Exactly. That's not the case, but. Um, it's it's i think we're pretty much kind of leaped over that and i'm always going to be seen as gay first okay Um, and well unless you really look at me and everyone thinks i'm middle eastern to begin with or i'm indian (laughs) like so like i i get like i think people question more if i really am hispanic or mexican i'm like yes gutierrez is is, as mexican as the name you will get um But yeah, I'm always going to be seen as gay first and that's what makes it tough because right now especially with our current situation um, The LGBT community has really become a prime target.
0: Let's get into that. How do you feel about
1: the political climate right about now? It's It's still hard to think about and it's still hard to fathom the fact that this is really happening um, you know, I, I always go back to election night, you know, and, and it we set it up, it was supposed to be a party, it was supposed to be a celebration, and when those results came, like, I, I've, the only, it, it, just, it was just amazing, like, how the atmosphere just changed, and I feel like it's still there, I still feel like we're in that same room, all our heads are down, it's quiet, nobody's eating, nobody's drinking, you know, um, you, you you can't even hear, you wouldn't even hear a cricket chirp, because it was just dead. Alright. Like, dead, yeah. And so, the but, I see, I, I get a lot of positivity out of it, because now I'm able to be more involved, and that's what I love, because I've never been so riled up, but motivated to actually do something, because it was getting to the point where, you know, it was becoming comfortable. Right. I like
0: that. I like that. I want to throw you this one, because you say it's been comfortable. What was the biggest discomfort from that night for me? From from that night election night till now, what has been the biggest discomfort in your life? And what is something that, if you could tell to that person right now who's not really involved in politics, kind of just puts their head down, and says, "Hey, whatever is whatever." You know, he's a president. That's that's what I'm going to follow. What is your discomfort toward the situation?
1: My biggest discomfort is. Um Really, the, the, it's, it it really feels like we've been set back in time, and um, if, if we were, when I say comfortable, I mean, I was able to be myself, Yeah. I was able to live as a gay man, and now, it's, it's, it's just full on separated, you know, like, me as a, I, I don't even feel human in America right now, because... And that's that's my biggest discomfort, because this administration is so 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 against homosexuality. Uh, I feel like my humanity was just stripped away from me.
0: Not even just your 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 sexuality, but your race as well too. You know, being a Hispanic male as well, to Hispanic in yeah, general. Yeah. So I you mean, feel yeah. Here twice. In a double world.
1: majority. I mean, double minority right there. I mean, if I didn't have rights on one side, well, there goes my other arm. You know, I have no rights whatsoever. Yep. I have no. Uh, I, I I don't matter, you know, and it doesn't help the fact that, you know, I'm also non-religious, so I mean They're just gonna throw everything on me, you know, everything that I do is wrong So I'm just damned to hell, you know with these people. What do you think is the the
0: hardest fight right now? Being a Latino in America or being a gay man in America?
1: It honestly goes hand in hand um, Because it's still tough and I'm not and uh, I'm not one without the other uh, uh, that to me, uh, it's it's who I am, you know, like, I know I'm Mexican on the outside, but I'm also gay on the outside, and in the inside, same thing, but, you know, I want to say it's harder as a gay man, because, you know, we have, um, we have Latin leaders, we have, um, you know, whether they're Democrat or Republican, you know we have Mexican American, um, congressmen, senators, um, mayors, you know. Um, and when you go to like certain places, like look how many cities are um, banding together to protect, you know, immigrants. You mm-hmm. know they are opposed to, um, you know, the the, the uh, force to uh, prevent, you know, sanctuary cities. Yep. You know that goes to show you like how strong the Latin community is um and how they have a higher ground than it is as a gay man because you don't have many very 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 many open uh, gay senators leaders congressmen you know um they're just not there there's very 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 few but there's more leaders um elected leaders that are hispanic and mexican and puerto rican and speaking about
0: that you know bring it back to the latino side or hispanic side you know, the tragedy that happened in Houston, you know, your home state right there, the tragedies that happened in Puerto Rico as well, too, and seeing how America just kind of just turned its back on a lot of its people, whether it be the people in Houston who are still suffering, whether Mm -hmm. it be the people in Puerto Rico who is a commonwealth of this country as well, too. You know, just see the government really just give a backhand to both these the these, uh, number one, a country and a city that is very near and dear to many people's hearts how, how does that make you as an activist? what should people do as far as combating this this negativity that the government is showing everybody that they don't matter?
1: Yeah, um, you have to get people involved, honestly too many people uh, are, are, are comfortable and you know, and, and it has nothing really to do with the Obama administration. It's just because things were just great, you know, things were okay, so we're able to be ourselves and free. But now, you know, when we when you see how quickly things have changed, you can't you can't just stand by anymore and say, oh well, you know, it was great while it lasted. Like no, um, the 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 atrocity you know done to Puerto Rico, not by the storms, but by its government. You know is 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 category 10 Mm -hmm. you know and you're there throwing paper towels like that what is that you know like that's you assisting you know and then the fact that you know these people are still without power and water yeah and, uh, lots of them are you know um, at people, least people in Houston with the embargoes getting, too yeah, that, that no one
0: can even go out there and help Puerto Rico out whatsoever because it's a commonwealth and they're just not allowing other countries to come out this let a helping hand it's just an atrocity in my opinion it, it,
1: it is so that I, th- I think more of the damage is being de- dealt by its own government than its people not the Puerto Rican government I mean the American government because I'm pretty sure there's a huge chunk of American people who don't really that Puerto Ricans are American citizens. Yep. But it's just because they're another color. They're especially in, they're uh, uh, a Lat- Latino-based yeah, we come in different
0: shades, everything from black to yeah. white. We're different shades as well, too. Exactly. The same thing with Houston as well, too. The amount of Mexican-Americans that that helped. Mexico itself crossed the border. Mexicans themselves crossed the border yes, to they did. help Houston out. Our own country didn't help these people out. Mexicans literally came with their small little boats, their canoes, and went up, paddled their way to help American citizens.
1: That's crazy. The Mexican government sent aid to help. And assist, and and our our, our country just our, our government leaders just wouldn't have it. Yeah. Why 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 are they going to be out 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 by Mexicans? That's the way they see it. And you know, we can't let the Mexicans, you know, uh, uh, get all get all the support here. You know, they there it shows that they're actually that they actually care. You know, um, where was you know our lead, our quote unquote leader the whole time? It Was golfing. Yeah. You know, you know
0: when I look at the last Republican. I guess, organization that was running the country. It was more fear based when it came to, I guess, uh, that kind of. I, I, I want to say administration, it was just led by fear. Everything was a fear tactic. This was a fear tactic. That was a fear tactic. We're going to get you. They're going to get us. Things are happening. Everybody's scared, so everybody be in a bubble. And those last, you know, those eight years was just everybody closed off from the world. We were banned together in a, in a way, but we were closed off from so many things. Then you had the, you know, the Obama administration that just gave you a ray of hope. Going back to this administration now, was Trump and his his band of you know merry men looking at that it's what do you what, what could you give a label to this right now I know I don't like labels myself but if you were to give a label to this kind of administration what would it be would it be I don't see it being fear hate
1: it's hate okay hate. it's it's run completely off hate hate towards the media hate towards um, and, and it's and, and you cannot go around it you know this is a guy who obviously is ready to defend white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It's shown many, many different ways. Um, so, you know, it's hate towards anyone who's of a, a different shade of color, you know. And, I mean, it sucks to be a Hispanic gay right now, but I can only imagine being Middle Eastern. Yes. You know, like like you are a target as well. And and, and it sucks to paint ourselves this way, but that's what we are, because, and that's what's happening. Uh, targets in a literal way, you know. Um... Look what happened at the rallies, and I'm going to bring that up, yes. Bring it, so they, bring it up. They, guy rammed a car into these activists, you know. Um, because, and, and uh, a lot of our, a lot of the activism work that's going around right now is for against white supremacy, is for the protection of uh, Middle Eastern Americans, and even immigrants, you know, Mexican immigrants, you know. Um, you had, you know, you're even still marching for women. Yeah. That, that, that march was huge. You know, that just goes to show... That this is all hate towards not being a white male American.
0: So, uh, in this kind of political climate, do you see any positivity? Do you see more people maybe in the minority groups, whether it be black, whether it be Hispanic, whether it be Chinese, Japanese, Asian, whether it be uh, Middle Eastern, do you see more people in the minority side becoming the majority at the end of the day? Or do you still see a separation there? Do you see that people don't want to help each other the way they should still? Do you feel that people are still scared to you know, hold side by sta- side, hand by hand, and join together in unison and say no? Do you think we have a shot at that? Or do you think that still well, not segregated, but just... We're not comfortable enough to grab each other's hands and say, we stand together. No, there's, there's, there's been
1: a huge, huge... Um, uh, closing that gap between, you know, the minorities of, of you know, all sides. And being, being in the different, um, you know, protests, the different rallies that I've been to, I see it. And it's amazing. It looks amazing. But the sad part is, is that it's still so few in numbers. So, while the gap itself is closing, more of these groups are coming together, there's still so few of it there. Few of them there. Because, again, people just don't want to be involved. Why? Because they either just, they don't know what's going on. They refuse to know what's going on. They're just straight up lazy. Or they just don't care. Um, They don't think it it, it automatically affects them. They'll know it affects somebody else, somebody they know, somebody they love. But, because it just doesn't affect them, why am I going to get involved? You know, nothing I do is going to matter. So, I, I I see the hope there. Uh, you know, this this administration has obviously done something great for the people by bringing us together. Because it's there. If you go on Twitter, uh, there's a the hashtag resist revolution. It's there. Uh, I never used to be believe in quote-unquote revolution. But since this... I, I, I see it there, and it's not in the whole anarchy, you know, the purge kind of revolution that people like to paint it as, especially if you watch Fox News. Um, but people need to understand is that we need more numbers. We need higher numbers to get involved, and it starts with voting. It starts with being there. Okay. Um, if
0: you were to give someone listening to this podcast uh, any advice, someone that says, you know, I want to help out. I just don't know what to do. I, I don't have the money to do it. Uh, I'm not sure where to start but I want to do something I just I'm begging to do something but I don't know what to do I have family that maybe you know that might chastise me if I say something wrong what can I do to help the cause out so there's
1: a lot you can do and you know honestly I still ask myself that you know a lot because while I do get involved I feel like I'm not doing it enough um, and it starts there's there's so many different doors that are open that you can go to um, you can and honestly you don't even need money you, you don't need money to assist I know a lot of you know campaigns that are gonna ask you for money but you don't need that what you need is time you need to dedicate your time because if you can dedicate your time for some real stupid bullshit like in in line for a new in-and-out that just opened up and wait two hours just to get which I've seen and I bring that up because that's exactly what happened the day of voting and San Antonio a new in and out opened up and that line apparently was two hours long and the voting booths were empty. That That's ridiculous. What does that tell you about America? Mm-hmm. It's like we have that freedom. Like some people would literally die to get that kind of freedom. But, yeah. you know, we take that for granted. We take so much for granted. And honestly, you just need to devote your time. You you can, you know, reach out to different groups, reach out to organizations because when you go to different um if you're gay, you know, those people will be out at gay bars. You know, they, they you know, talk to them because they, they host different fundraisers all the time. They host, um, you know, special events. Get in contact with those people. Find someone that you know that is heavily involved. Talk to them. And be like, hey, what can I do? Social media is there. Social media is what's helping move this. Um, I know you're on it all the damn time because you're gonna, you're pulling out your phone every you know five seconds to see what new notification you have, you know like looking in the fridge looking for something to eat, you know yeah, <laughs> constantly that. waiting for something to just appear. It's there. You just have to look for it. And unless you don't, nothing is going to get done. Nothing's going to change. Um, you know, um, organizations need a lot of help just by being there. Just by helping out you know you got uh most important you know with this election coming up uh next year you know there's a lot of seats that are going to be open and we need people to be out there spreading the word to vote vote for the uh congressman and i don't want to just say democrats but unfortunately that's what we have to do you know we have to vote in more democrats because obviously this republican uh congress and senate have no spine. They have no spine, no no, no cherishing the value of what it really means to be American, just what it means to be Republican. Mm-hmm. So we need to change that, you know. Um, the Democrat Party is not really the best, but they are a better option, and um, a lot of those seats are open, so you have to, you know, go out and you just hand out papers, you know, just be like, hey, you know, register people to vote. Make sure yourself, you yourself are registered to vote. There's a lot you can do. So uh, I want to end it off with this. Being
0: someone who who's went through the trials and tribulations of coming out to their family, being Mexican American, coming out to their family in this political climate, what advice can you give someone who hasn't come out yet, who are who is scared to come out? Doesn't matter their their religious domination, doesn't matter their race or creed. Uh, what advice can you give someone who number one could be scared because coming out as anybody, gay woman, a gay man, uh, transgender anything in this world, it's a scary thing because you're going to be chastised even worse than you were before. It's like Mm -hmm. going back to the 80s almost. It's not the norm. It's Mm -hmm. like the taboo again almost. What can you give uh, to
1: somebody to actually give them a vote of confidence? So, yeah. um, I wish I had this kind of confidence and support when I came out. Um, It's going to be scary. It is. And there's no going around that. It really is. But there is support for you you're you're going to find out that there are a lot of your friends and family who who probably already know but even if they don't they're willing to accept you with open arms and even if they're not you know i i support you and there's a lot of people who are willing to support you on social media and that kind of support that that just shows how not alone you are and it's okay like and honestly it's time to come out because unless unless we do, there's, there's you're gonna only hurt yourself. Um, the more you hide it in, the more you're gonna be unhappy, the more you're gonna try and force yourself to be something you're not. And that is one of the biggest pains that we've all go, we all go through. You know, um, if, you're, if you're lesbian and you're trying to date a guy just to prove that you are straight, it's going to hurt. Same thing if you're a guy trying to date a girl, just to impress your family and show them that you're not gay. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt you, and it's going to hurt the person you're dating because you're forcing it, you know. But there are a lot more people who are willing to accept you, um, and even if they don't, then unfortunately... You gotta burn that bridge. You know, they if they're your family, they're gonna truly love you no matter what. Um, Coming out to your mom and dad is always the hardest. Um, You know, cause you never know what to expect, and I've seen it go in so many different ways. But there is a ton of support out there. You know, um, whether it be music, whether it be art, whether it be you know festivals, but reach out to people on social media. They are more than willing to help you, you know, Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, Facebook. Um, and if you're old enough, even, even, you know, go out to different festivals. When you go out to, you know, when the first time I went to Pride, it felt great to be around people that, you know, we, we all, we're all in the same boat. Uh, and, it, and I've learned a lot about the transgender community. I know that's the hardest. It's one thing to come out as gay, but, you know transgenders right now have it really really hard but when you're surrounded by your community you feel the love and that's what you need to do you need to surround yourself with that part of the community you need to surround yourself with the with with that kind of support and you will feel a lot stronger and it is the greatest feeling that i've ever felt
0: I agree with you a thousand percent. If anybody out there does need help, there's always a way you know, someone can reach out to somebody, social media, there's always some hotlines to come out to somebody as well too, say, hey, listen, I don't know what to do, so anybody out there who's scared because the, the political climate is telling you you're wrong for doing anything, don't listen to that. Be yourself, be true to yourself, whether you're men, whether you're women, whether you're both, doesn't even matter. Come out and be yourself. Um, with that being said, Jacob, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on um, Instagram. My username is x6vampire6heart6 Six Six. <laughs> it's very dark and emo but that's me That's never changing uh, or you can find me on facebook jacob alexander gutierrez uh, pretty sexy black and white photo um, with me looking to the side <laughs> away from the camera um, you, you'll, you'll see me on Val's friends list yeah. um, um, I'm, I'm here to reach out to anybody if you have any other questions if you want to get involved please reach out to me You know we'll, we'll help you find a way to get involved Involved. I mean, if you need to come out or if you're scared to come out or just need advice on how to be a gay man, I will help you. Um, if you if you need advice with, you know, being transgender or you know what to do, you know, how to reach out to someone, I will find help for you. That's what I want. Um, and I'm hoping to have a new book out. Uh, well, actually, my first book. I can't say new because I'm not that great. But okay. I happen to have my first book out in regards to, um, you know, dealing with the ideas of suicide. You know, it's never the answer um, but a lot of us have been there especially with being you know a Hispanic gay man so I'm trying to work on that trying to turn that into a book to give people a different aspect of it so you know look out for me and uh, my projects that I'm going to come out with to help you know we'll shed some
0: light on that worldwide exclusive right there
1: <laughs> i'm looking out
0: for that one so it's been a pleasure man this was uh something that i've been wanting to do for a long time as well as you have i think we knocked that out of the park i can't wait for the next time i put you on the show again oh, no, so I'm we can excited. talk about different things music no. writing we're gonna go it's with, going, down, is going down it's going down going
1: down for real <laughs> you should hear that, all the shit that we do at work it's <laughs> so dry and then like you get these two guys out and people are like uh oh. <laughs>
0: But definitely, definitely. Can't wait to have you back on the show. It's been a pleasure, man. My pleasure. Thanks
1: for listening, everyone. Thank you. Take care now.
0: And that was it, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It's my boy Jacob. Like I said, you can find him on the Twitter. You can find him on the Facebook. And you can find him on Instagram. He gave you his shout-outs there. Um, yeah, it was interesting. You know, um, As always, you can find me on Twitter, on Kenny v, about Cisco. Uh, you can find me on the Facebook Sideshow so conversations where we just talk about everything. We get our freak on with geek culture, um, any kind of nerd, big culture. We throw it in there. Uh, UFC news, uh, MMA news in general, pro wrestling news, comic book news. It's all there. Um, the Kamora Chronicles uh, with your boy Jay Rance. We both do a lot of MMA talk. That's an all-MMA podcast by the fans for the fans, so check us out. Conversations is both on iTunes and... Google Play, and, I believe, Podcast Republic. So is the Camara Chronicles, also on iTunes. So get at us. We love to hear from you. Rate, review, subscribe. You know, if this was something that hit close to home for you, whether you disagree or agree, please, I'm welcome to hear comments and concerns. If it's something that you want to get in touch with um, Jacob about coming out or just, in general, get into the political scene, let me know, you know. Uh, I'll hook you guys up. That way you can talk that out. Anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure. As always, have a great one. Don't be scared. Always be true to yourself and to others.